Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It is Dukes and Bell on a Monday. Hope you're having a great day. Uh, we're going to talk some college football coming up a little bit later on. Bruce Feldman's going to stop by uh, in the 4 o'clock hour. Not only talking about uh, what we now know about Texas and Oklahoma, which is the big college story right now, but also as we get camp started and all this NIL stuff that's mm-hmm. out there, so we got a lot to talk oh, with him and, about. And uh, yeah, he's got an article out there just dropped about uh, how do guys like remember you and I had the great debate we had when he came out of uh, a college, Josh Allen, yeah. uh, how he's so inaccurate at Wyoming and how how did this guy transform himself to be a runner up in the MVP? Well, there's uh, it's Carson Palmer's brother. He's got like this quarterback camp. They use all this high tech stuff, and Joe Burrow's going and all these other guys. And so basically, it's like. I mean, breaking it down to the like the, the milliseconds of release points and everything else, and that's part of the reason why this guy's gotten so much better since he got to the Bills. Well, he is certainly going to be uh, – his Bills are the team in the, in the East right now, uh, AFC East. And then you talk about um, he's probably going to be in the MVP conversation, Mike. I mean, yeah, last year. He was in there was. last year, yeah. So I'm guessing, you know, if he can continue to build on it, but – we got a lot to get into with Bruce Feldman at 4 o'clock. Right now, let's talk to our man Jason Longshore, who joins us on the WaitForIt.com hotline. And, and Jason, I want to set the, the tone straight or the record straight, straight here about the tone. Um, I, I know you get this because, you know, you'd call these games and you know a lot more about soccer than, than I ever will. And so I hear you getting and fielding all these questions, and sometimes people take that out on you. You know, it's like, why are they playing like this? Mm. Um, so I want to be straight and say we're not taking anything out on Jason Longshore. Jason is here to help us with our coverage of Atlanta United. He's helped to uh, help us expand our knowledge. But I will say that's what I'm getting from Atlanta United fans, and I know you've heard it. So w- what's going on with this team? I wish it was that easy to say, oh, snap your fingers, fix this, and everything's good. Ultimately, it comes down to scoring goals, and they're not. And in three games where they've created lots of chances, where they've had lots of shots, where they've had lots of shots on goal, one goal out of three, you've only conceded three, but you've lost two of those because you've only scored one goal. Ultimately, no matter what else, it comes down to scoring goals, and that has not happened consistently this year. I know that we had Moreno basically at point-blank range, and the Avery didn't have room to react because the goalkeeper was right on top of him. But, I mean, it's... The, the 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 really good opportunities just seem to be few and far between. I don't even know if that's the case anymore, Mike. Especially in these last couple of games, because I mean, if you want to go into XG and expected goals, and you can look at different you know measurements of it, I think even that issue with the quality of chances is few and far between. I don't think that's the case anymore. I think these last couple of games, the team has produced quality chances and produced a good number of them. It's frustrating 
because they're not finding the back of the net. Um, I expected more touches for Joseph Martinez in the 18th in this last match, for example. He was playing. And he ultimately uh, Jason, had two on the top of the 18 and then three inside the 18. I'm sorry to cut you off. Beating somebody like that. Go ahead. Sorry. I was going to ask because while, while you're talking about Joseph, why was he so far out away from the net? Is that Because that was something we didn't like when Hansay came in, but it seemed like we're, we're, the, the interim manager is using the same tactics. Is that accurate? Well, I mean, you're, you're only so limited in how much you can do when Rob Valentino had one full training session on the Monday before the Cincinnati game. Tuesday's day before the game and you're traveling. Wednesday you play. Thursday you're recovering. Friday, day before the game. Saturday you're playing. This week will be interesting because Rob Valentino, the interim manager, has today. He has Tuesday. He has Wednesday to prepare for a Friday game. The Thursday session will be set pieces. It'll be a lighter session. But he's got three days to really work on a few things. It's fine if your striker drops into the midfield to help build up the play. That, that's ultimately encouraged anywhere okay. you know, with, with a lot of strikers who play in this way that Joseph Martinez does. The problem is he's not arriving on time for the crosses. The crosses aren't finding him. That part is the disconnect. I, I don't have a problem with him dropping into the midfield, and he's creating chances, and that's a nice bonus. But he's not getting on the end of things like you need him to. Jason Longshore is our guest, and certainly you know his voice from doing Atlanta United games and Atlanta United falls over the weekend to, I think, a better team uh, in Columbus. Uh, when you watch them, uh, where, where do you put them as, as far as the rankings of teams that we've seen this year, and, and do you think they're one of the best teams in, in MLS? I do. I just uh, People went into this match going, well, it's going to be hard to beat them, and then you know we had our chances, all those shots on goal, but at the end of the day, I, I think they're a better club. I'm just curious to know what you think. Yeah, I think there's three, four in the East, maybe. And, and the East behind New England is a little bit of a gaggle at the moment. Nashville has really shown a lot this year. They've shown more of an attack. They've sacrificed a little bit of their defensive stance to get there. But they're in second place right now. Orlando, That's outside a surprise of their 5-0 no loss on the weekend at Yankee Nashville? Stadium. Nashville's a surprise, though, right? I mean, we didn't expect that. Uh, I did. To be, okay. to be perfectly honest, I thought okay. Nashville was good last year, and I think they've gotten better. Uh, I think what they're doing is really impressive because they built from the back to the front. Mm. And now that they've added Ake Loba, who hasn't really factored in for them yet in the attack, they've been scoring goals this year. They've conceded more than they're used to. But Nashville's a really good side, and they've got a really good spine of that team from the back line, the center backs, the goalkeeper, the holding midfield. When they get goals on top of that, they're a tough team to beat. So Friday night, uh, we'll be uh, down in Orlando. And uh, as you said, Orlando, they've, you know, they've obviously, and it's funny, we talked to Alexi Lalas last week, and he said, yeah, when we come on like a house of fire and win a championship in our second year, everybody loves to see us kind of take our shots and, uh, and struggle right now. I mean, when we get our guys back, because, you know, Zardis wasn't out there, obviously, for Columbus, and he's always a guy that gives us some trouble. But we, we get everybody back. When, is this, when, when do we get everybody back? How much longer do I have to go without Bellow and without Miles and everybody? Well, the U.S. won last night in the Gold Cup quarterfinals, so they have a semifinal on Thursday against Qatar. So if they lose that or win that, you're not going to have guys for Friday. It'll be the following week. The Wednesday game in Montreal is where you would expect to see Miles Robinson, Brad Kazan, George Bello back. Ezekiel Barco will be later. The Olympics end a little bit later. They're going into game three of the group stage where they might get eliminated in the group stage. They had a surprising loss in game one. So keep an eye on that. He could be back a little bit sooner than anyone expected. But 
for the U.S. guys, it's not going to be until the Montreal game at the earliest. All right, so uh, what can our new manager do as far as the rotation, the starting 11, based on us being shorthanded? Because this is the other question I've been asked. You know, what, what other options does he have with rolling guys out there and attempting to try some different things, Jason, in your opinion? It's limited at the moment, but people are getting healthy, and that is helping provide some possibilities. Uh, Mateo Sosetsu, I thought, came on and did well in his minutes, and we hadn't seen him in a while. Jurgen Dom came in late. He can give you an option, at least off the bench for a little while here. Jake Mulraney's injury is a question mark. Mm. Chol continues to develop. Uh, I hope to see him continue to develop confidence in the final third. I'd like to see him run at players a little bit more. I think he's got that in him crash the, the back post a little bit more. I, I think the, the things that are going to change the most are going to be some of the approaches in the final third. I, I'd love to see more of what we saw in Cincinnati where it was a lot of play centrally, a lot of play through combinations at the top of the 18, and Joseph Martinez was a huge part of that when he came on in Cincinnati, and, and really focusing central to open up the wings more. We know the ability of Brooklyn and to put in crosses, we know the ability of Ronald Hernandez now, it's shown really well on the left side, of putting in crosses. That part's great. Those are lower percentage. We'd love to see more combinations through the middle of the park and hope to see Marcelino Moreno on the ball more in dangerous spots. I think his last two games have been very, very good. He can break a team open with his pace and his dribbling ability. You can get him more opportunities like that to combine with somebody and make it a 2v1 rather a 1v1 if you like your chances. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.